Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Successful Mentalist podcast. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Ashley Green. The one and only, it's me! Of course, he starts with an intro like that. Uh, let's get stuck straight into it. Uh, today, we're actually doing something really interesting. Uh, I believe it is a TSM podcast first, but we're actually evolving and improving and adding on to last week's content. So if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to last week's content about getting more leads for your shows and your online shows and public shows and any shows that you're doing, really, because the system is bulletproof, it works everywhere... If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to that episode, I would highly recommend that you hit pause, you jump back, listen to that episode, because the content today is going to be very much an extension of everything that we've done last week. Now, Ashley, for those that are, are returning, can we just give a little bit of a summary in terms of where we left things off last week and how we're going to move forwards today? Yeah. Last week was all about lead generation, both in your shows and your online shows. It's a system that Aiden said it works everywhere. I do it. Aiden does it. And it works. We get more clients. We get more gigs. And it's really easy for us to do. There's a couple of basic strategies which you can take from that episode, episode 40, and start using straight away. But I know that you guys have probably sat there thinking, okay, so these are the things I need to do to keep getting more gigs and keep getting more clients, but is that really sustainable? Can I keep doing that? And yeah, there are elements in there which, like I said, me and Aiden still do it. It still works and you're always going to need to put this into your business unless you can find ways of evolving it or making those tips better. In which case, let us know because it'll be really insightful for us as well. But you started to get a pool of clients. You started to get a bigger, wider audience an audience that has seen you, an audience that has booked you. What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with them once they've booked you? What are you going to do with them once they've come to your shows? Are they just going to book you and then that's it? It's done that you just hope they book you again? Or are you going to do some clever little things to make sure they're a client for life? You know, Aidan said something really fascinating to me, which I would love for you to elaborate on in a second. It's far easier, it's far easier to make a warm lead hot than it is to make a cold lead warm. What is that saying? Why is that relevant here, Aidan? So this is something that we actually explored um, quite heavily, actually, uh, when we was looking at the, our directions and our approach to actually the magic mentalism career in, in general. But the idea here is that um, a, a warm lead is somebody who has already inquired with you. They're, they're a person that has already reached out to you, you've had a conversation with, uh, perhaps they've they've already booked you, maybe. But for a lot of people, especially if we're following on from last week, they're just leads. They're people that are actually interested in what you've got to offer. Hot leads are the people that are literally booking you or about to book you. You can literally 
almost secure an actual gig in that sense. But coldly to the people that haven't heard of you. They're people that haven't actually, they've, they've either haven't heard of you or they know very little about you. Perhaps they've seen a social media post. That's about it. They've got no interest in actually booking you or coming to your show. What we're going to do is we're actually going to be focusing on making those warm leads. Those people that are already interested in you, we're going to be keeping them warm and we're also going to keep them hot as well because it's far easier to, as I said, it's far easier to actually get those people that are already interested in you, fully interested in you and booking you gigs than it is to get new people actually in that same position. So let me just explain this in the context of um, perhaps of an example to actually put this into perspective. So imagine there are two clients. Each of them are looking for uh, a magician. And again, we're using magic as a blanket term here. It's magicians, mentalists, performers of any kind, really. You're looking to actually go and get a gig. That's what they're doing. They're going to get a performer for a specific, the same event. Client number one, they find a magician. And that magician is able to respond to them, get a gig locked in. The magician replies at appropriate times ahead of the gig. Uh, they do a really, really great show. It's a, it's a solid show. Uh, they do the follow-up in terms of they get the review and the testimonial and feedback and all that stuff. Um, and, and that's that. Or you've got client number two, who as soon as the inquiry comes in, the magician is not just interested about the gig, but is interested about the client is interested about the client's life, the client's background, the client's family, the client's work. They're actually interested in that client. They're building a good relationship up until the gig. So then when the gig comes around, they do another really solid show. It's a really great show. And afterwards, there's the appropriate turnaround, the surveys, the feedback, all of the testimonials and all that stuff. Who is more likely to get a second gig? one year after, maybe three years after. Heck, maybe even five to ten years after. And if you've not cottoned on to the point here, I'm going to paint it really red for you. The client who has now become friends with a magician is now more likely to look at the magician and remember that magician. Not only are they more likely to remember that magician, they're more likely to go to that magician should they need another magician in the future. Not only are they able to remember that magician, inquire back with that magician for any future gigs, but they're also able to talk to other people and recommend you for other people's gigs. But not only are they able to remember you, book you for their own events, recommend you for their friends and family and other people's events, but they're also going to be able to open up opportunities for you. They're going to get you gigs. They're going to be getting you gigs by literally, oh, they, you know them. They know you. They know what you're good at. They know what your strengths are. Oh my gosh, that's a, I love this corporate event. I tell you who would be amazing. I don't know if you've thought about it, but have a magician. I know a guy who is perfect. They're going to give you opportunities and they're going to get you leads. It's the easiest way to sell by not selling at all. Let other people do it. And again, from my own personal perspective, I've had countless gigs that have literally come from other clients talking to other eventual clients. And it's an easy way to bypass this entire process. So no longer are you actually worrying about having to try and get loads and loads of more leads. You're actually using the ones that you have effectively 
by developing a good relationship. And that's the key. It's building a great relationship with your clients, whether you have one, 10, 50, 500, it doesn't matter. You need to have a good relationship with every single client. Well, that leads me on to something that I remember you actually talking about, Aidan. Um, when it comes to your stage shows and, and other shows you've done, you said to me there's there's a couple of people which they will come to every single show. And you said to me they're no longer like clients. They feel like close friends. This this is important. And I'm glad you've brought this up now because I think there's going to be a lot of people listening like, oh, well, I don't do private shows I, I just do public shows like tickets and stuff but if you can have these great relationships with these people and, and with anybody again I'm an advocate of actually being as friendly as you possibly can because you never know where you're going to go with that but yeah you're right we get people that are coming up to you and, and you give a good relationship and you build that good relationship they will commit to coming to every single one of your shows because they trust you and because they respect you as a performer, as a person, and because they just like being around you. Good people like being with good people. And to give you another slightly out of context with why this is so important, we have done the same at TSM with our All About The Tricks lecture series. We have got people that have already committed to buying a ticket to every single one of our lectures because we look after our clients and we look after them and make sure that we've got a good relationship with them. You're not just buying a ticket to come and see a lecture. You're buying a ticket and actually supporting us. We're supporting you and it becomes a bigger thing. It's much bigger than that. I realise that sounds like a shameless plug and that's not what I meant it to actually be like. But you see the point. It's relationships are the key. So I know what you're thinking. How the heck do we keep good relationships? You've spoken to us about actually building these relationships, why they're, why they're so important and why I need to be able to do that. And I can see the potential, but how on earth do we actually start doing it? Ashley, how do you build good relationships? Well, I think you've already touched on it there. I really think you've already touched on it there. Bringing that humanity in, and if you listen to episode 40, you'll understand that part of the lead generation process was to kind of step back and stop being such a salesman and a businessman when it comes to magic and start being a little bit more human. And what you've said there, Aiden, is start asking a little bit about themselves. And there's a great tip that you can do here. Ask how they're doing. Ask about their life. Ask if they've got anything fun going up. Maybe when you open up that conversation, they say they're going on holiday in three weeks. And when you have that information, because I know, I know a lot of you here are going to be listening to this saying, I've got a client base of 100, 200, 500, 1,000 people. I can't remember information on this. Well, write it down. On the information records you have of that client, write it down. All you've got to do in your CRN system, whenever you just start having a chat with someone, whenever you start saying, how was your day? Have you got anything interesting coming up? Like taking the time, stop just trying to sell, sell, sell your products, actually investing in them. As you've said, Aiden, just start having a chat back and forth. And that all it takes. Yeah. You're not going to remember like all this information from every single client, which is why if you write it down, then the next time you speak to them, here's the beauty of this. The next time you speak to them on the phone or via email, you can touch on some of the points in the last conversation about their life. And that way they're going to feel, oh my God, they remember me. They remember what I've been up to. And isn't that how friendships start anyway in the real world? The next time we see that person, we start talking about something where we last left off. And we're doing it here, but we're doing it to all our clients. We're bringing them in. No longer are we just chatting business, business, money, money, money exchange, blah, 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 blah. 
It's a little bit of business, but then a little bit, oh, did you go on that holiday last week that you spoke about? And then you just open up new conversation. You're authentic, you're human, and you care. Don't do this. Please do not do this if you just do not care about people. You have to be emotionally involved. You have to actually give a damn about the person you're speaking to. And when you can do that, and when you can care about them, and when you can invest in their lives and start asking them these questions when you start speaking to them, then they're going to care about you. And then every single benefit you've just listed there, Aiden, is going to happen, isn't it? And this is just one of the little points that we're going to be sharing today. But like you've rightly said, asking about their life instead of the business. And then just join it down so you don't forget. And that's one of the things that I've done in magic and also outside of magic in past sales jobs that I've had. Hey guys, it's Ashley here and I just want to interrupt this awesome podcast today to tell you about one specific thing. You know, over the past few months, myself and Aiden have been smashing it out the bag with doing our own online shows. We've also been privately consulting for a varied mixture of people on their online shows. And as a byproduct, we've taken every single thing we've learned and we've condensed it and put it into an entire 14-day online course called Mastering Online Shows. The course is available for you guys now. You're going to love it. It covers a variety of different things like covering your own technology blueprint. We cover performance skills so you can actually engage and being an entertaining performer online. We cover the mindset problems which come up with being an online performer. And we also cover the 80-20 of marketing as well as a million other things which are also included in the 14-day course. If you guys want to check it out, it's available now. Just check out community.thesuccessfulmentalist.com. That's community.thesuccessfulmentalist.com. Anyway, back to the podcast. So here's just one really small thing which you can do. And it, like, as you probably heard, it's easy. You're just asking questions about something. You're investing time into them. But I'm curious, Adam. I've shared one little thing on my end, but what's one thing that you do with your client base, with your contacts who run venues? What do you do to maintain those friendships, those rapports with them? Like, what what do you do? So I think that's uh, a really, really interesting thing. It reminds me everything that you were saying there. It, it, it kind of links into a quote from Steve Martin, and we're probably all familiar with it. It's, be so good they can't ignore you. And rather than just being a fantastic performer, which, again, you must do, you must actually have a good product, but not just being so good they can't ignore you as a performer, but as a person. You really need to be the best possible version of yourself, and you need to be able to show up to them. And you're right, Ashley, you can't just go ahead and pretend like you care, asking questions to write it down so you can bring it up, because you will feel robotic even if you've mastered the art of being able to to speak to them and you want master the art of conversation, they're still going to understand what you're doing and it's going to feel very sort of... It's going to feel very schmoozy. It's going to feel very networky, even though you're doing it for good reason. So one of the things that I actually do when I'm uh, working and actually looking after my, my clients and my network is actually just simply dropping them a message as we've said it's it's really really simple it's just casually dropping them a message because i'm actually interested in them i i, I genuinely am interested in people I, I want to have good working relationships with people because people are interesting to me but there's something that is really really interesting in terms of the way i run things because i don't actually want as many leads as other people might and in fact i don't need as many leads as other people might 
And this is a little, it's like a little cheat code, if you like, to actually building a good relationship that gets you gigs. Because remember, if you can build a really solid foundation in terms of you've got a good client base with great relationships, they're going to be selling up for you. So I had to think, how can I get good relationships with the right people that have the right opportunities naturally? So I went out to outreach to local wedding venues and actual venue owners. I went straight to the source. Why? Because they're the ones running events. They have clients that are technically leads all coming to them directly and they're more than likely to recommend or suggest me as entertainment. Why? Because I've got a fantastic relationship with them. So I went straight to the venues and for people listening, it might be obvious to just say, oh yeah, well you go and talk with the, the venue manager. No, 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 no. I do not stop with the venue manager. I try to meet every single person within a team, within an organization, within that venue. I try and meet as many people as I can and build those great relationships for a few reasons. If by some chance the one person that you've got a great relationship with is not available to talk to this specific client, well, you've lost a gig because the other people aren't as likely to recommend you. However, if you know everybody and you've got a great relationship with everybody, Everybody is more likely to recommend you, so you up your chances of getting referrals and actually getting gig suggestions. So actually, it's great to have these really positive relationships because you're interested and you care about these people. But paying close attention to who you're actually building these relationships with in the first place can be really, really useful. And I know some people here are like, well, you've just told us to go and get a load of leads, but now you're telling us to ignore the relationships with the leads in exchange for venues. And that's not what I'm saying. And if you followed last week's actual lessons to the letter, you won't be getting generic leads anymore because you're going to be getting ideal client leads. You're going to be getting leads from people that you actually want to connect with. And it's even easier than you possibly imagine. You don't have to work about and worry about trying to connect with specific people because you've already done that outreach and you've got the ideal client literally in your emails. So it's, it can be really as simple as that, actually working with the right people that give you leverage. You know, one of the things I've noticed about you, Aidan, is, uh, is you do something very clever. And I think you've taken this tip from Keith Ferrazzi. And there's a couple of other Keith Ferrazzi tips which we're going to share in this podcast, which you guys are going to love. And they've come from our conversations with him. But Aidan, you do something when you're speaking to important people or, or when you're trying to get to an important person. But you do something called winning over the gatekeeper rather than just bombarding that person with emails and messages or like you say, trying to get in contact with the important venue manager. You're messaging the VA or the PA and you're trying to get in with them. You're trying to build that rapport with them. Can you run us through that process just a little bit and tell us why and why that's useful? Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad you brought this up, actually, because this is a really, really valuable point for a lot of people. Um, when I spoke a minute ago, I, I spoke about trying to get in with organisations and actually the teams at large. And this is a perfect example of that. So Keith Ferrazzi calls this winning over the gatekeeper, just as Ashley said. And the idea is that you're more likely to get to the person that's hidden behind the gate if the person that's managing the gate likes you. So that's what I try and give myself. I try and open myself up to as many options and possibilities as possible simply by being as friendly and as genuine with as many people as I can. And this is why I go into a new team and I try and meet as many people in the team and get this great relationship with them. 
because again for reasons like i explained a minute ago in that they're going to all help me as i'm helping and supporting them but it's going to give me more leverage to important people or impo important events that usually might not be say entertainment friendly for example they might not have an event for this meeting however the venue are then more likely or the team is more likely to make it as suggestion rather than just not saying or rather than just telling me it's like not an option at all and again Ashley you've seen me do this quite relentlessly with a, a lot of, of big teams and things and I, I just love it and I love it for another reason and it's kind of selfish not that I'm trying to get work out of these teams but because I'm trying to learn as much about how these teams function as possible so that I know a bit more about them because it's something that I'm interested in. I want to know how their business runs because I think that's fascinating. Not only do I find it fascinating, but it also helps me understand other businesses better. It also helps me understand other clients better. And by that, I'm saying if I'm going, if I've got a uh, in with one organization and I've got a great relationship with people there and I understand about how they run their business and some of their common problems and all of this kind of stuff. Well, it now allows me to go over to another organization, a new lead, for example, and actually support them and give them some thoughts and advice. There is very few other magicians and mentalists out there that are willing to work with an organization and just for free, just say, oh yeah, uh, this is probably, have you tried considering X, Y, Z? Oh, I was working with a company and they did this, that and the other. That might actually be something that you guys could work with. Or even better yet, and this is the bit that you're going to love. I know the perfect person. Genuinely, I was working for a team the other day and, and they're literally, they've just got over this exact problem. Did you want me to put you in touch? I could do an email intro if you really want. And now we're actually helping businesses do their business better by connecting with other businesses in situations that they really wouldn't. If you guys haven't already understood from literally this podcast, all we're talking about is humanity, conversation, emotion, being interested in people. We said it last week, I'm going to say it again, even though Aiden brought it up at the beginning of this podcast, people like people. People like buying from people. People like buying from friends. Humans like interacting with other humans, not businesses, computers, or an automated mailing list sequence. So you guys fully understand just a few. And these are so simple things to do to implement a bit of that humanity into your business. So you're less robotic and you're more actually engaged with your audience. But then again, this comes back to the same question that I said at the beginning of this podcast, Aidan. Some people are thinking, well, this isn't sustainable. How do I know when to message someone like I can't message every single person every week, every single day. I've got a thousand, thousand different clients. I've got 5,000 different clients. How do I know when to message this person? Should I message them every day, every week? Like, what do I do from there? Well, this is where something called a relationship action plan comes in. And this is quite simply where you can put together a spreadsheet. And again, I'm just going to whack it out there. Another tip from Keith Ferrazzi here, because this guy knows everything on the subject of this. That's why we love speaking to him. He's a genius and he's changed the way that we actually approach our businesses and we implement this in as well. A relationship action plan is just literally a spreadsheet with all of your clients on. You can, you can literally stay up to date with when you spoke to them or maybe when you need to speak to them next. But Aidan, can you tell us a little bit more about that? So a relationship action plan it is a spreadsheet. For, you don't have to do a spreadsheet. You could do a Word document. Either way, you just need a log of all your clients. That's quite simply it. 
Now, Keith Ferrazzi has a lot of work in terms of nuancing it. Um, obviously, it was the thing that he created to help him. But to give you a couple of little ideas or, or thoughts for inspiration on this, you quite simply have the names of all of your clients and some basic details like contact details and um, and maybe, I, I don't know, like details of the event if they've booked you already. Some Just some general notes about them and how you've come to actually have them as a, as a contact, as a network. From there, you can actually split these into three different areas. Keith calls these A, B and C priorities. And for example, you can take your entire list and actually split them into A, priorities being the people that you need to spend more time with, B, priorities, again, middle amount of time, and C, priorities, a little bit less time. Now, why would you do that? Well, you'd probably split people into the A category if they've got an event coming up or if you know there's an event coming up that they can work with you on. If there is an opportunity to spend a bit more time with that person in exchange for something a little bit more short term, great opportunity there. I would also say that in the context of clients, all of your new clients should be in your A priorities as well. Because again, you want to keep people in this position. You want to build those good relationships as quick as you possibly can. Because if the more friendlier you are as and, and good as a person, the more likely you're going to have a, a long-term relationship with them. Again, your B priorities and your C priorities are less frequent um, and, and they're less urgent, if you like. Um, but you're not going to ignore them. That's really important. You're not going to ignore them for a long amount of time. What that time frame is, though, is completely up to you. You can choose how frequently you should contact the A priorities, the B priorities, the C priorities. You should pick that based on what you feel comfortable with. What do you feel is uh, a good enough contact point if you're building friends? And remember, we're treating them like friends rather than clients. So don't don't worry about the, the typical problems of, oh, I don't want to be too, too clingy or too desperate or I don't want to do anything like that. You're actually finding an opportunity for organic conversation. And that can be quite simply uh, once a month, you actually hop on a Zoom call with them just for an hour, a couple of hours just to, to chat. It might even in the A priorities, it might be once a week. You, you give them a ring, have a chat like that. It's totally up to you how you structure this. If you're doing it as a, a spreadsheet, it's a really, really easy thing to, to keep up to date. And for those that are much more technical, you can set up notifications in your calendar to just bing, remember today, you need to give this person a call or bing, drop this person an email or bing, it's time for your two hour Zoom call, don't be late. You can set these little reminders up so that you don't even need to worry about, oh my gosh, who am I supposed to talk to this week? Oh, who am I talking to today? Ah, it's all automated and you just run through a nice, simple system. And this makes it so much easier when you've got, obviously, like, like I said, a client base of 1,000 or 5,000 because you're no longer worrying and thinking, oh my gosh, I have to stay in contact with everyone. You, you've split that down even further and you said, ah, these are the people that I should really focus on. But I also want to make time for the others, but it only needs to be every so often and like you said it's important to make that time suit around you and them and and what works best so it's entirely up to you but you're splitting it into those three categories and I think that's really useful and it's really helpful uh, when obviously you have a lot of people but there's still some other things we can do here if you still don't have enough time to maybe deal with this yourself then obviously like agents, your, your team, if you have them, you can use them and you can actually tell them, hey, this is what I'm doing to maintain relationships with contacts. Can you help me with this? Because as you know, I work with a lot of people. I need help maintaining these relationships. So getting them on board and obviously 
that starts with with actually having a good relationship with your agent, doesn't it? They've got to understand how your business works. They've got to understand what you want. They've got to understand what you want to achieve with doing this. And when you do that, then your agent can literally take time and, and set up those Zoom calls. I know, for example, my agent literally done the same thing. I had a gig. My agent identified it. And he done this off his own back because he understands that and he understands the importance of doing this. He saw that there was an opportunity just to have a chat with someone because it was in the A category, a very, very important person. And this would lead to a lot more events. And just so you know the inside story, Aiden, it was, as you mentioned earlier, it wasn't a venue manager, but it was someone who runs events, someone who's booking various events for other people. So he looked at them and he went, I need to speak with them. And he went, hey, why don't we just hop on a Zoom call? Let's just have a chat for half an hour. Boom. Now that's freed up my time because like we said at the beginning and like we said last week, some people think this is unsustainable. And, and you're right. If you're going around doing various different gigs, if you're going around and you've got 5,000 people to speak to, it might well be. But that's sometimes when a team, your VA... Or even your agent, you can get them in to help you with this. And that's really beneficial. I think, you're, I mean, you're completely right, 100%. Actually being able to effectively use your teams and, and use your, your actual close collaborations to your advantage when building these relationships, fantastic. Really, really useful stuff. I am conscious that a few people might still be sat there thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like a, an awful lot of work, especially if I've got a really big client base. I'm going to say a couple of things right now, and it might, might I don't know how it's going to go down, actually. I don't want to put thoughts in your head. But first things first, this does not have to be scary. A lot of people are probably thinking, oh my gosh, I can't just spontaneously call my clients. Yes, you can. And why can you spontaneously call your clients? Because you've already had a good relationship with them at the point of the lead. This all goes back down to these leads. If you're generating leads the right way, for example, last week in the system, we, we spoke about a social media approach, actually building those good connections on social media. You've got these good leads. So then you can ring them up or you can just drop them a message or, or set up a video call if they're interested just to catch up. So it doesn't have to be scary. It's only scary if you've done it wrong. And for a lot of people, it probably still will feel scary. I'm not going to deny that fact. I mean, sometimes depending on certain types of people and certain clients I'm actually looking for, I still get quite nervous because I know how valuable they are to me. So actually understanding that, yes, but these kind of action, this big, bold action is actually going to be incredibly rewarding, even if it's a little bit scary. But the other thing I really want to address here, for people that have a lot of clients, we spoke about it. We said, yes, you can get people to, to look at these systems and, and help you do all of that and support the admin. But is it worth it? Is it worth trying to manage all 5,000 clients? Maybe you have more. Maybe you have less. Is it really worth it? I would argue no. And I would argue no for a few reasons. If you're trying to work on 5,000 different relationships, your mind won't have time to focus on a specific person. You won't be able to commit to the right people. You won't be able to commit to the people that you need to spend more time with. And you won't be able to show up fully. Think of how many friends, if you're on Facebook, how many Facebook friends do you have? 100? 300? 
500, 1,000, 5,000? How many of those do you know personally and keep in contact with? The same goes for your client base. Not everyone needs to be contacted the same amount in the same way. So the real dictating factor is the quality of the relationships. What is the quality of these relationships? How good are they for you? How good are you for them? You might be giving a lot of value for them, but in return, you're not getting a lot back. Or it could be flipped. You could literally be getting a lot of value from them, but they're not getting anything. And for you to take control of this situation and be confident enough to say, okay, I'm not going to contact these people as much, then you're in a powerful, powerful position because you're now nurturing the good quality relationships in the way that you need to help you get to where you want. To boil this down even further, the human mind cannot have the capacity for 5,000 relationships. The studies are showing new numbers all the time, but the latest I saw is that the human mind is not even capable of having 100 friends or 100 contacts. So by trying to keep up with 5,000, you're just wasting your time. Focus on the good quality relationships. Try and 80-20 rule the entire client database that you've got. And don't be afraid to just delete some clients from that relationship action plan. Keep them on your mailing list and all of that kind of stuff. But don't be afraid to just think, okay, they're not right for me to be in contact with right now. I'm going to take them off of a C priority. And I'm going to put them in a separate list. Don't waste your time with this. This is supposed to be easy. This is supposed to be genuine. This is supposed to be the most powerful approach to getting more leads and looking after the right leads going forwards. Absolutely fantastic. And I bet for so many of you, this has been eye-opening. You understand the humanity that you need to put within your business. You now understand that it's not feasible to stay in touch with those 5,000 people. You understand that it's important to look at the ones which are most beneficial to you, the ones that you actually get along with with. This is absolutely fantastic and golden advice. And if you use everything in today's podcast and the podcast the week before, you are going to be unstoppable. But this is not the last of the gold for you. There's one more piece of gold. Aidan, you very kindly offered something for everyone listening to this podcast today. What is it, my friend? We have put together a brand new PDF workbook for you. It's a step-by-step guide to building your relationship action plan. If you like this approach and you really want to get into actually looking after the relationships that you have, it's a completely free download that you can head over to our site, thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash 041, episode 41. You can find the link in the show notes and simply download that and start building it today. It's going to cover everything that you need to know, setting up and some best practices and some tips and advice that we've not been able to share in this episode. Again, head over to our website, check the show notes, and you can download that completely for free. No emails, no funny business. We just want you to actually get to work on this content. With that said, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this kind of two-part special, if you like. And next week, we're talking about something really, really interesting. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we'll see you then. Hey, it's Aidan here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way.
Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magicians Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there. Or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magicians Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.